The Buccaneers struggle in the first quarter just to go ahead and put up 41 points on the Panthers. Oh, and there were lots of records set. Oh, and now they're the second seed. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, and welcome to the Locked On Box Podcast, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or first watch every day. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82 and at Bucks underscore nation. This podcast is brought to you by OnlineGambling.com, the place to be for all the latest gambling news and tips throughout the NFL playoffs. Visit OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to get the edge over the competition throughout this year's playoffs. Spoiler alert, take the Bucks to win the Super Bowl. Oh, snap. The Buccaneers are in the playoffs, obviously. The Buccaneers are also the two seed and will host the Philadelphia Eagles next weekend in the NFC wildcard round. Thanks to their own win against the Carolina Panthers, which we will get to get to here in a minute. And also thanks to former Tampa Bay Buccaneers safety Hall of Famer and general manager of the San Francisco 49ers, John Lynch, whose San Francisco 49ers beat the Los Angeles Rams in overtime on Sunday to give the Buccaneers what they needed to be that second seed. And also thanks to Tampa born quarterback, Matthew Stafford, who threw the interception in overtime that sent the Buccaneers catapulting up to the number two seed. So James, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the playoffs, which is great two years in a row. Now, uh, the first two years of our time covering this team together and the number two seed on top of it. Also the, the playoffs go through Tampa except for green Bay. So basically the only time that the Buccaneers will have to travel before the Super Bowl would be to Green Bay if the Green Bay Packers do not get upset in the divisional round, which is not a guarantee at all in this NFL season. What do you think about the Buccaneers ending up here? And by the way, I'm waiting for you to give me my props for my record prediction before the season because I was correct. Were you? Yes. Well, congratulations, sir. I If we were talking about it before the recording. If the Bucs hadn't lost that stupid primetime game to the Saints, they would be the one seed. And then my record yeah. prediction would have been correct. That is but correct. Kudos to you, sir. I would take off my hat and tip it to you if I didn't have to take off my headphones, too. Well done. And uh, is it just me or is it like the most fitting thing ever that Matthew Stafford threw an interception on a pass intended for Odell Beckham Jr.? It's beautiful. And Odell Beckham Jr. broke up a pass intended for Cooper Cup earlier in the overtime period. Yeah, well, Cooper Cooper Cup was the bane of my existence when he caught the touchdown to put the Rams up 24 to 17. But that's neither here nor there. The Buccaneers, the two seed, get a week six rematch against the Eagles. The Bucs won that game 28 to 22. That was a primetime game. In fact, what was it? The only NFC East team that wasn't a primetime game was Washington. And that was uh that was a loss. That was fun. Um, I mean, lucky draw for the Bucks. You know, a little bit of luck, a little bit of skill. You know, they took care of their business. They got help from from Lynch's 49ers, and they're facing arguably the worst team in the playoffs. I mean, I'm I'm honestly still kind of surprised that the Eagles snuck in, but yeah, it's it's great for the Bucks to be able to kind of 
outside of of that potential Packers game get to play at home where they were seven and one this year. They were averaging almost 40 points a game at home. Um, you know, an incredible home team. The road gets a little more dicey, but you know, this is this is what Bucks fans wanted. This is what they needed. This is what they were watching for on Sunday, and it all came to fruition in you know, at least on the the Rams Niner side, very, very dramatic fashion. Yeah, it was it was a good game to watch the end of. And and yeah, I mean, as far as Eagles are concerned in the in the playoff picture, yeah, arguably the worst team probably in the in the entire playoffs. The Raiders maybe me, I don't know. I guess the Chargers, depending on their on their consistency. Uh, but I think the Eagles something that something to watch for because you know covering the Washington football team as of late, the Eagles have looked improved, not like a good or anything like that, but improved in their passing attack. So if the Buccaneers defense does come out looking to stifle that running attack that they like to lean on so much, obviously uh, the Eagles have done a few things to be able to uh, to to sure up their shortcomings a little bit. Um, but I don't think either of us are going to have too many problems predicting the Buccaneers to win their first matchup of the playoffs, which kind of goes into how confident are we? There is a member of Bucks Nation, James, who called in with that very question. So before we get into that discussion, let's hear from them. Hey, Locked On Bucks. This is Benny from L.A. Just uh, watching as Cuddy Miller just flashed his way into the end zone. God, I miss that guy. Whatever happened to him? How come we never played him? Um you know, have you been injured all season long? That's not really my question. Uh, I wanted to congratulate us on, um, you know, the Buccaneers for this, this season and having another winning season getting into the playoffs. wanted to thank you guys for your dedication and how amazing you guys are week in, week out um, with all the, the podcasts and so my biggest question is entering whoever we're gonna face in the first round. How confident are you, David and James, of our Buccaneers and how of how far we can get into the playoffs with what we have, injury prone, whether we not, whether or not we get uh, all of our players back, but it's just been uh, hindering us a lot. And um, you know, all Brady aside and. and his efficiency and his greatness aside, can we actually make some noise into the playoffs? So um, thanks again, guys. Hope you're having a great start to 2022. Let's go. Thank you very much for the call. Uh, Confident. Well, first and foremost, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for the kind words. And uh, thank you, Scotty Miller, for coming back. I have missed that guy. And David, you go back to last year and, and Miller's snaps dropped significantly when Antonio Brown joined the team. Then he was dealing with a turf toe injury early in the year. It took him a little while to get back. And, and of course, his biggest weapon is his speed, which he put on display on that run. Um, and so it's taken him a little while to, to work his way back, but I'm, I'm sure the Bucs are going to be utilizing him in the playoffs. But confidence as far as facing the Eagles and, and how deep of a run the Bucs can make, I still stand by the fact that the Buccaneers are still a Super Bowl team. Even without Chris Godwin, as much as that – you know, the loss of him hurts even without Antonio Brown with the weapons that the Buccaneers still have. And they're getting back Leonard Fournette. Le'Veon Bell has has played well in his limited opportunities since joining the team. Keyshawn Vaughn looks fantastic. Then on the defensive side of the ball, you're getting Shaq back. You're getting JPP back. You're getting Levante David. You are going to have your full starting defense from the Super Bowl win last year back together for the first time since week one in the first round of the playoffs. 
that's going to cause a huge boost for this team with all these guys out there playing together. I still stand by the fact that if the Buccaneers go out there and they play their style of football and they execute what they want to do, they can beat any of the teams that made the NFL postseason. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you completely. And I mean, for this first round matchup against the Eagles, Buccaneers should be able to win that game, barring any just incredibly, you know, uncharacteristic mistakes. And again, that would be Bucks beating Bucks, right? 16 penalties, three turnovers, what have you, stuff like that. And then you go up the list. I mean, the 49ers, the Cardinals, the Rams, the Cowboys. I mean, for one, you know, the, the team has already proven that they can beat some of these teams. And then you go back to the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, they won earlier in the season, but I mentioned it back then, actually, that the Rams may eventually wish uh, that they hadn't won that game because, again, in the history of Tom Brady, beating him is not really uh, conducive to beating him again. Like, typically, he doesn't lose to teams twice in a row, so that could be that could be something to look out for. And then the Green Bay Packers, I mean, uh, I said it earlier in the season, I said during the offseason, I don't really see where the Green Bay Packers got better from last year to this year. Uh, granted, their record is, is really nice. It's really good. Don't get me wrong, but I would feel like uh, the Buccaneers have the upper hand in pretty much every matchup that they play in, which means, you know, in theory, as long as you don't do anything to hurt yourself, then you should be fine. So my confidence level, I mean, if we're if we're going at a 10, I'm going to go at like an 8 just because, you know, it's arrogant and, and overly egotistical to say 10 out of 10, I think. So I'm going to go 8 out of 10. I agree completely. I'm right there with you at an 8 out of 10. And, yeah, this is a, a different-looking Bucks team than the Rams saw earlier in the year. And you're 100% right. The Packers, it's hard to find a spot where they got better rather than than kind of stayed the same but you can never count out Aaron Rodgers and his ability to make things happen just like you can't count out the fact that if you want to get fit if you want to eat healthier then you need to include built bars in your plan built bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar maybe even better than a candy bar built bar makes it easier to stick to your new year's resolution because it tastes so good you actually want to eat it unlike the other protein bars which can be chalky waxy tastes like a chemical spill you don't want that you want to eat healthy but it gets boring after a while right by week three you're like it's not worth it give me the good stuff well built bars are the good stuff covered in 100 real chocolate and most of them contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 grams of protein compared to like a normal regular grocery store aisle candy bar. Those are like 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, dozens of carbs. Look, here's what you need to do. You need to go to all your secret treat stashes at home, you know, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever you you hide them and just replace all of them with boxes of built bars and you can put different flavors in different places. You got coconut almond over here. You got peanut butter brownie hiding in the junk drawer. You got the raspberry in the little cabinet above the refrigerator that nobody ever pays attention to. Cookies and cream are hiding in the the hidden part of the freezer where the kids don't look. It's all good and there's always limited time flavors coming out so you want to check built.com often to see what's new. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Just like the Buccaneers are looking for an edge against their playoff opponents, we're all looking for an edge these days in our online gambling. And thanks to onlinegambling.com, who's sponsoring today's episode of this podcast. If you don't know already, onlinegambling.com is a website dedicated to giving gamblers the edge Throughout the playoffs, they're providing you with the best NFL tips, news, and more to help make your bets as informed 
As ever, OnlineGambling.com gives gamblers the edge by providing the best and most trusted experience online all day, every day. Inspiring every gambler in the world to beat the odds. Don't make emotional decisions with your hard-earned cash. Make informed decisions with information sourced by experts. Be sure to consult OnlineGambling.com before placing your bet. OnlineGambling.com is inspiring every gambler in the world, again, to beat those odds. Make sure you visit OnlineGambling.com slash NFL for all the latest gambling news and tips to give you the edge throughout the playoffs. Remember, OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to make the most of this year's NFL playoffs. Welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast, David Harrison and James Jarko on Twitter at dharrison82 at jarko underscore bucks, writers for bucksnation.com at bucks underscore nation on Twitter as well on the show at Locked On Bucks. Thank you for making this show your first listen or first view every single day. If you're joining us on YouTube, we appreciate it. If you're listening, we appreciate it as well. And you're better off because you don't have to see our ugly mugs or James dancing while I'm trying to work. The Panthers game, James, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers didn't just get to the number two seed in the NFL playoff NFC part of the NFL playoffs because the 49ers won. They also got there because they won. They defeated Sam Darnold and the Carolina Panthers uh, by a very, very large margin. A lot of points put up on the board by this Buccaneers team, but it didn't start that way. It actually started fairly slow and the Carolina Panthers actually took a seven, nothing lead right out of the gate. I like to kind of map out. I like to kind of log what happens in the first 15 plays because most NFL teams, right, they script their first 10, 12, or 15 plays. In those first 15 plays, they passed the ball 10 times. They ran the ball four times. That's not 15 because Tom Brady got sacked once. So they dropped back 11 times, and they ran the ball four times. So not a very balanced offense, right? Tom Brady goes 6 for 10, 60%. Not terrible, not great. 34 yards, not very good for six completions. Four runs for 16 yards. 3.2 yards per play. On average, they had one first down in those plays over four on third down, and they scored just three points. That in a nutshell is how this game started. And then you look on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, they gave, they gave up two third down conversions, a 20 yard pass to DJ Moore on third and seven, a seven yard run uh, by Robbie or a seven yard completion. Sorry to Robbie Anderson on third and six, both coming on that first drive of the game. Again, kind of in that scripted phase. So what this kind of tells me, James, is that teams are coming out kind of knowing how they want to attack the Buccaneers and they're being fairly successful. And honestly, it kind of feels like the Buccaneers come out saying, look, let's just do what we do and see if they can stop it. And if they can, we'll adjust. The good thing is they're adjusting. When you start the game with an average of 3.6 yards per play and you finish the game with an average of 6.8 yards per play, so when you increase your yards per play by 3.6 yards per play, understand how much you have to increase your out your production in order to increase that average, that shows pretty good adjustment on the part of the offense. And then you look on the defensive side of the ball again, they give up two third down conversions on the very first drive of the game. Um, they give up a total of four in the entire. So they gave up just as many third down conversions in the rest of the game as they did in the very first drive. And I really, honestly, I like it. I, I think obviously it's frustrating in the beginning to watch it, but I like what they're doing because uh, it's obviously working for one. And they're showing that they're capable of making those adjustments on the fly. Yeah, and I, I think a, a big part of the perception of the adjustments is you don't see this huge drastic change in the game. What you see is the culmination of little tweaks that kind of build and build and build. So it doesn't look like they really changed what they were doing, but in fact, they absolutely were. It was just a little bit at a time. It wasn't this, this whole complete switch in philosophy at halftime. 
It was, okay, it didn't work on these drives. So on this drive, let's do this. It didn't work stopping them, you know, doing this on the first two drives. Let's try this now and let's just move this one little piece or let's change this one little thing. And all of a sudden that works. And then you, it becomes a snowball effect. So we're not seeing these drastic sweeping changes. What we're seeing is small adjustments drive to drive that lead to results like we just saw with the Bucks. They had the ball for what, a minute and a half in the first quarter. Then all of a sudden they put up 24 points in the fourth quarter. So I, I think you're 100% right. David, something that you said, every win the Bucks have gotten basically since like the bye week yeah. have resulted in records. Yeah. It was the Bears game. The Bears was- game is where Brady threw his 600th regular season touchdown. Okay. They won that game. They didn't win another game until they started breaking more records. And then from that point on, every time the Buccaneers have won, they've made some sort of history uh, including against the Jets, where I don't think they made any franchise or NFL history, but I think history was definitely made that weekend. <laughs> that is that is a fair point, sir. Uh, let's talk about some history that was made against the Carolina Panthers. Tom Brady breaks the franchise record for passing yards in a season, breaks his own franchise record for touchdown passes in a season, and he set a career high in passing yards in a season. Mike Evans extends that record, his eighth consecutive season with 1,000 yards receiving and broke his own franchise record for receiving touchdowns in a season. He finished the year with 14. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers set a franchise record for wins in a season with their 13th. Yeah, lots of lots of history happening. And I, I tweeted at one point, I think when, when Tom threw the ball, to Mike that got him the eighth consecutive 1,000-yard seasons is the same, the same pass uh, that Tom Brady broke the record for completions in a season. So, And I wrote history connecting with history. I mean, it's just the team is just historic. So, again, when you, when you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I know not everything uh, necessarily goes the way that everybody wants it to, but I think that Buccaneers fans especially, especially those of you who have been Bucks fans through the tough seasons, um, I don't care about fair-weather fans. Like, I don't care about people who just started watching or, or viewing uh, or following the team because they started winning. I don't care. Like, be a fan the way you want to be a fan. But those of you who watch the miserable games, those of you who watch the overtime pick six to end the season and still come back for more, you should really, I think I think you should really be appreciating, uh, appreciating what it is you're witnessing and just enjoy every moment of it, man. Even if the Buccaneers don't necessarily win another Super Bowl, they're back in the playoffs, they're the two seed, they're hosting a playoff game for the first time forever uh, outside of last year's Super Bowl, which doesn't technically count as hosting a playoff game. So I just, it, it's just a lot of good that's happening. Uh, so enjoy it while it lasts. I know that somebody who's enjoying it while it's lasting is our guy, Tyler from Boston. So before we hit our next message from a friend of the show, let's hear from this friend of the show. Oh man. Great day in Tampa Bay. Fire the cannons. Boys, this is Tyler from Boston. What a year it's been. What a great day of football to cap it off. I mean, congratulations to the Bucks. Mike Evans, wide receiver one, just keeps goading himself. Brady's gate, great. We already know that. And uh, great games by other players. Vaughn, uh, Scotty's out of witness protection, so that's awesome. And uh, just so happy to see us put 40 up on someone again, uh, whether we had to or not. Two seed, baby. Look, might be looking at Philly, which is awesome. Let's add another chapter to that rivalry. Anyways, hope Dean and Grayson are okay. Just so excited. Let's go playoff football, baby. Go Bucks. All right, Bucks fans. David and I have an incredible app for everyone. 
that buys gas, you guys need to know about GetUpside. Our listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back. There's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. Then you can cash out anytime to your bank account, to your PayPal account. You can get an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code touchdown to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank that's promo code touchdown wrapping things up here on the final victory monday edition of the regular season here on the locked on bucks podcast james yarko david harrison on twitter at jarko underscore bucks at d harrison 82 David, before we get into our plays and players of the game, let's hear from another good friend of the show. David James is Greco. I love the way the Bucks finished this game. I love finishing strong. Looks like a lot of people got paid. One more thing. Thank you, Matthew Stafford, for that diamond deucey. Oh, my God. That pick was beautiful. Thank you. We'll take the deuce. Go Bucks. Greco, thank you very much for the call. Yeah, lots of people did get paid. Gronk hit two of three possible incentive bonuses. Got himself a nice million dollars in bonuses on Sunday. You love to see it. David, let's get into our plays and players of the game. I'm going to kick things off with my play of the game, and it is the thousand-yard man himself, a 37-yard catch on third and 10 with a minute 22 left in the first quarter. The Bucks were backed up inside their own one-yard line after that fourth down stand against the Panthers. Weren't able to move the ball. Then all of a sudden, Mike Evans gets himself free. Nice catch and run. You remember back in the day when people said Mike Evans doesn't get yards after the catch? You remember I mean, that? Back in the day, Mike Evans didn't get yards after the catch. But he does now because this is Yak Mike going for a thousand every single year. It it sparked what ended up being a touchdown drive for the Buccaneers and uh, got them the lead before halftime where they had the opportunity then to double up. So without that play, the Buccaneers are probably going into halftime trailing, trying to figure out what to do against the Carolina Panthers of all teams. So Mike Evans, 37 yard catch on third and 10 is my play of the game. Yeah. Who do you think is going to present Mike Evans at his Hall of Fame enshrinement? Oof. His daughter. Yeah, I can see that. It's going to be awesome either way. My play of the game comes on the exact same drive, the fourth drive of the game, because that's where the Buccaneers just decided to, to wake up. And, and not for nothing, going back to those slow starts, teams are going to notice this, and they're going to realize that this team kind of starts slow, but they kind of pick up later on. And then, I don't know, putting up 41 points on a team that's only been giving up around 20 points per game. Uh, all season long. Carolina guys, remember this. Yeah, they're a 5-11 and 11 team or a 5-12 and 12 team. Their defense has not been their problem. So the fact that the Buccaneers just put 40-plus points on this team is pretty significant. Now, uh, my play of the game is going to be Brashad Perryman, and it's on the exact same drive. 
his catch at the Carolina for a 24 yard game, one of several, I think I count like 11 explosive plays for the Buccaneers offense on Sunday, James, just an enormous amount of explosions happening uh, in Raymond James stadium, not just from the cannons. Don't be perverted. Listen, uh, it set up a Tom Brady pass to Le'Veon Bell, their first touchdown of the game. And I tweeted at one point we had touchdowns from Keyshawn Vaughn and Le'Veon Bell in week 18 of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers season, just like everybody predicted. Gave the Buccaneers their first lead of the game, and uh, they never gave it back. So, obviously, that is the most important play. Also, uh, Bruce Arians in the post-game press conference said that was the most important play of the game. So, um, I win. Player of the game, James, is going to be Keyshawn Vaughn. And look, when you look at the stats, right, Keyshawn Vaughn, 10 carries for 29 yards, so a very robust 2.9 yards per carry, not very good, a long of nine. Uh, but the long of nine honestly kind of shows you it, it was a little consistent, right? Uh, he caught both of his targets for 12 yards. But look, Keyshawn Vaughn was was running hard. He was blocking really well um, on a touchdown pass to Mike Evans. Keyshawn Vaughn was lined up in the backfield with Tom Brady. Tom was reading the defense, said, hey, this guy's the mic over here. I think it was number seven. Number seven's the mic. He said, Keyshawn, get over here. Number seven's the mic. Keyshawn got over there and completely stopped that blitz. I mean, first of all, kudos to Tom Brady. We're not allowed to pick Tom Brady for a player of the game anyway. But masterful you know, uh, demonstration of just how, how much he understands the game and reads defenses. Puts his player in the right position, but then the player actually, actually has to make the play and stand there in the face of a blitz and a, and a rushing defensive player trying to get to his quarterback and withstand that punishment. He did it. Tom Brady gets the ball out to Mike Evans. It's another Buccaneer, Buccaneers touchdown, another Buccaneers win. If they need Keyshawn Vaughn in the postseason, the experience he's gotten here in the last couple of weeks is going to be incredibly invaluable. Yeah, I, I will say if you're going to say that you win on the play of the game, wasn't your predictive player of the game Blaine Gabbert? Yeah, which is true because, I mean, the, like I said, the faster he got in the game, the better off the Buccaneers would be. I mean, as soon as Blaine Gabbert went in the game, tell me half of Bucks Nation didn't flip the channel over the 49ers game if they had that capability. I, I'm just saying he was over too. No, I'm I'm just teasing you. Yeah, I, I 100%. The reason he was my player of the game stands I, I and is know, accurate. I, if you're going to pick at me, pick at me about O.J. Howard being predicted to get two touchdown catches two weeks in a row, James. Uh, OJ's been kicked enough. We're going to leave that alone. <laughs> but no, I do. I do agree one one thousand percent with you. Keyshawn Vaughn played much better than what his statistics would lead you to believe. I agree. He was running hard. He was making some guys miss. He was making some positive plays. So I, I love your player of the game. My player of the game is going to go to uh, Rob Gronkowski, the the money man, the million dollar man. In one game, gets himself two $500,000 bonuses. He had seven receptions for 137 yards. Four of those receptions went for 20 yards or more. So four explosives for Gronk in this game. Those were his most receiving yards as a Buccaneer and his most receiving yards in a game since 2017. Yeah, listen, the Carolina Panthers had five explosive plays all day long, and that includes runs, which runs – Explosive plays are technically 10 yards or more, which I don't know that I agree with. I think an explosive run needs to be at least 12 to 15 yards, but yeah. the the quote-unquote acceptable definition of explosive play on, on the ground is 10 yards. So even counting that standard, uh, the Carolina Panthers have five for the entire game. Rob Gronkowski had four by himself. Yeah, and I will say I, I haven't seen or heard anything in regards to DJ Moore. He almost made an absolutely sensational touchdown catch in that game ended up getting hurt on the play i hope he's all right you you tweeted out probably the most perfect thing i have ever seen and it was the dj moore Allen robinson and terry mclaurin are phenomenal receivers 
that have been just brutalized by bad quarterback play. DJ oh. Moore is an exceptional receiver. So wish him well. Hope it's not a serious injury and that he is uh, he's back to full strength. And hopefully sooner than later, he's out of Carolina and playing with a quarterback that knows what he's doing. Yeah, 100%. Kyle Trask, what's up? <laughs> All right. With that, David, we are going to get out of here. We will be back tomorrow with some takeaways, with some superlatives. We're going to have some fun as David it's playoff week, baby. Let's go. That's what we are here for, and we are excited that you all are along for the ride. Thank you to Danny, Tyler, and Grico for the voicemails. We have more voicemails coming up tomorrow, but if you would like to leave one, go ahead and give us a shout at 813-444-5841. Thank you to all of you for making today's episode of Locked On a Bucks your first listen or first watch of the day. Now, make your second listen Locked On Bets your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on bets hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Check out everything David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're subscribing to the YouTube channel. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at Locked on Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding victory Monday. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another. Thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.